Well, most of college football may be headed for spring, but the NFL ain't backing down to anybody. Hello again, everybody. I'm Al Keck, and welcome to the Al Keck Show, brought to you by the Deck Bar and Grill, Isla Del Sol. Believe me, the best when it comes to food, drink, music. Hopefully, you saw some of the fun social media photos over the weekend, and you can see that Believe me, the deck is hanging right in there, just like the NFL, and they're getting some wonderful people showing up, having some of that great food, and enjoying the water. You're right on the water there at the deck. We'll have more on that in just a second. Now, the a- a- the SEC, the ACC, and maybe the Big 12 are the only college football schools looking to play in the fall. Everybody else is hoping for a spring fling. We'll see if that happens as far as the SEC is concerned. But when it comes to the NFL and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I heard Jason Light interviewed today. Jason Light, of course, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he makes it very clear. Bruce Arian, Arians has, has put the fear of God into his football team, and he's told his veterans, You know, the Tom Brady's and some of the big stars on this team. Listen, talk to the young guys. We have a very special situation going on here. We don't want that messed up by some knucklehead going out and going someplace where he shouldn't be going. So hold these guys accountable. And he that message is delivered every single day. In the meantime, conditioning drills continue. A little bit of passing. And everyone says that Tom Brady is looking very, very good. So what about the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay? Coming up, we will talk to Rob Higgins of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. And he says it is full steam ahead whenever that game is to be played. We will talk to him about that. Also tonight, we've got the Hall of Famer, the Hall of Fame Buccaneer fan, Big Nasty. He is fun and fun to talk to. Great conversation there. Kyle Keck on the rest of the NFL. And if you're like me and you need to drop some of those COVID LBs, some of those COVID pounds, I have the perfect answer for you. All right. Now let's begin with the deck bar and grill. Isla Del Sol, the manager is Cedric Robinson. He's joining us and Cedric, Looking at you guys over the weekend, you were really rocking. Now, we've not been able to hook up yet with Cedric, but we will do that here in just a moment. Okay, let's do this. Okay, you thought there were questions before the football season. College conferences are canceling. Some are headed to spring. The NFL and the SEC are downright determined to get this season in simply because it means more to the NFL and the SEC, even if it means taking Corona head on. But here's what I mean, and what does it all mean for the biggest football game of the year, Super Bowl 55? Will the Ray J definitely be home to the biggest football game of the year? Joining us, the man that may have as good an idea as to what local officials are going through as far as trying to get this Super Bowl 55 in gear, even with the virus, is Rob Higgins from the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. 
And Rob, give us an idea what officials are going through right now with the virus and how it could affect Super Bowl 55. I think we're continuing to plan uh, for an NFL season that that starts and ends on time uh, with really a traditional Super Bowl. And naturally, as things progress um, in consultation with the NFL, naturally our great friends at the NFL, uh, local health officials, local government officials, if, if adjustments need to be made, we're going to be prepared to do so. Um, I think all of us have the, the health and safety of everybody involved as the utmost priority. And so naturally decisions will be made based off that. But right now uh, we're planning on Super Bowl 55 for February the 7th at Raymond James Stadium. It's our community's fifth Super Bowl. Only three cities have have hosted more. So uh, I think what a lot of people maybe don't realize is our community has this history of hosting Super Bowls during challenging times. So whether it was That's right. 1991 with the Gulf War or 2009 with the recession, um, there's no doubt the challenges that we've had over the last five months are, are immense. But together we're going to get through it, and, and together we're going to make this Super Bowl a really, really special one. Obviously, I would think you're in regular contact with the NFL. Do you really get the idea that they have the pulse as much as anybody can at this point on this thing? Do you have confidence in their ability to kind of look ahead and try to get a feel for this? Absolutely. Our, our relationship with the NFL has never been stronger. Uh, you know, we not only talk to them on a daily basis, it's an, an hourly basis, almost minutely basis. I literally just left uh, a call with them and I'll be back on the phone here later on this afternoon with them. And they've been fantastic. I mean, that, I think that's the key to any relationship is communication. And, um, and I think that they've been uh, great throughout this in, in entire process and, and naturally um, are, are, are being fantastic partners. And so uh, we're going to be ready for, for anything that comes down the stretch here. Uh, but you can bet we're going to do everything we can to, to make it a huge success for, for Tampa Bay. Theoretically, how far will city and county officials push this thing back if they had to? If the NFL said, oh, we may not be able to play for two months, uh, is that still a possibility? Or is there definitely a timeline that you guys are working with? I think of anything the last four or five months have taught uh, me personally is, is like, don't get in the prediction game and don't, uh, don't focus on things that are, that are out of our control. And so naturally, I think we have a fantastic game plan in place uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl taking place on, on February 7th. And uh, the set regular season starting on time and, the, and then the Super Bowl uh, ending on time. Uh, but again, we're going to be prepared. Uh, we're going to do it in concert with the NFL uh, as well as local officials. And I, th I think we're going to be in, in great shape no matter what the future holds. Any cool – I mean, the beauty of having a Super Bowl is that there are so many really cool events here. How is that going to play out? with the virus and what you guys are able to do. We just announced a, an, an awesome event uh, today. And in, in previous cities, there was two events that would take place, one called Super Bowl Live and one called Super Bowl Experience. And uh, for the very first time, 
they're going to all come together and be known as Super Bowl experience. And it'll be all along the river walk in downtown. So 2.7 miles uh, along the water, uh, outdoors, uh, where, where uh, we can take advantage of this great river walk, all the great parks, uh, whether it's Julie B. Lane or Curtis Hickson, there's going to be something for everybody. But the, one of the coolest things that I, I think about the Super Bowl experience is for the very first time, it's going to be free. And so in previous cities, maybe you're in a convention center and it was you know, a $40 ticket. Um, but through this great relationship with the NFL, uh, through them uh, entrusting us and, and working together with them on this all new Super Bowl experience, uh, you've got a chance for our, our local families to take advantage of being a part of the Super Bowl and create memories that'll last a lifetime. And that's so important when you think about these events. Only a handful of people uh, wind up with game tickets, no matter what the situation is. And so to have an event like Super Bowl experience uh, is going to be a great one. Now, to go back to your to your question is naturally, whether it's Super Bowl experience, whether it's some of the other events, all the way to the game, there's going to be the absolute best health and safety protocols that there could be put in place. And that's going to be done obviously in tandem with all the key stakeholders to make sure that it's a very health and healthy and safe event. Now the original host was supposed to be Los Angeles in the new stadium there, but it became obvious that stadium wasn't going to be ready to go in time. It is ready now, but really not for a Super Bowl. And you guys stepped in. Okay. You guys got the bid. Does that carry any weight now with the NFL? Because you guys have really stepped in to take over with this. Does that mean anything to the NFL? No, I mean, I think our relationship with the NFL has never been stronger. And it's going to be, you know, whether it's a six-month run-up uh, to the Super Bowl on February 7th or the years uh, after, I can tell you it's a relationship that's been so great throughout. You know, really kicked off many years ago with guys like Leonard Levy and Tom McEwen and, and so many of like the uh, founding fathers of team Tampa Bay uh, that, that helped get our NFL franchise here and then helped starting to get Super Bowls here. And so um, naturally we're going to do everything we can to be great stewards of that relationship and to make sure uh, that, that we are maximizing every opportunity we have to host NFL signature events like the Super Bowl. Now, the virus has already canceled some huge events here. The NCAA tournament, WrestleMania, you know, was uh, would have brought a huge crowd to Raymond James Stadium. How much has that hurt this area? And will there be an opportunity to get those events back? Well, obviously, when you look at events like March Madness or WrestleMania, those are great shots in the arm to our local uh, economy. You know, our heart bleeds for our tourism and hospitality industry. It's been a really tough run, obviously, over these last five months uh, for a lot of people. But, you know, you look at uh, it from hotels to restaurants and and everybody in between uh, in terms of how the virus has affected things. And there's no doubt that it's uh, been significant. Um, But we see it as now an opportunity to play a big part in our recovery. You know, if you look at, as I mentioned, those challenging times that we've we've hosted in the past, I think a lot of people would say, man, you could have timed it better uh, than than hosting during these difficult times. And to me, 
you couldn't have timed it any better because from a standpoint of being a part of the recovery, this is now the most important Super Bowl of our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. You think about what a Super Bowl means in any year to a community, but let alone this year after everything our community has been through, this is a, an opportunity uh, to help rebuild here. And whether it's through our legacy initiative, Forever 55, which is, is a $2 million infusion uh, across six different key areas of need of our community uh, to events like Super Bowl Experience that offer free opportunities to be involved to some of our sustainability initiatives. There, Super Bowls have a gigantic impact, uh, whether it's from the marketing standpoint of Super Bowl offers. There's so many different ways a Super Bowl can help a community, and there's no doubt this fifth Super Bowl is going to be a great one to do just that. College football, the Big Ten. Now going to play in the spring. What does this do to the Outback Bowl? Have you guys had discussions about that? We've not. You know, the Outback Bowl has a fantastic staff in place with Jim McVeigh and Blake Guthrie and their team there. Their board there uh, does an awesome job. And I know uh, they're probably working through things uh, as we speak. Naturally, the Outback Bowl is a big part of the fabric of our community. And we want to see, make sure we see it, it be ultra successful. Right now, our focus specifically is really on the Super Bowl. We're also in the middle of an NCAA bid process to bring events like the Women's Final Four and the Frozen Four and the NCAA Volleyball Championship and a variety of different Division II events back to our community during the 2023 to 2026 timeframe. And so it's a balance in terms of making sure we do a great job hosting the events that we have on the docket as well as making sure we're continuing to uh, to refill the funnel or the pipeline of events here in the not too distant future. What is the, well, we're going to go off the grid here just a little bit, but what is the one event you've always wanted to bring here that you've not been able to do it yet, but you hope you can in the future? I would say WrestleMania, uh, man, we got dangerously close, but we've been on it for <laughs> 10 years. Uh, and and we had been on three different times where we didn't get it. And uh, finally, the moons aligned and we were uh, scheduled to host it. We got within two weeks of hosting. Some people tell us that counts. To me, that doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but naturally, you think about uh, just the longstanding history that our community has with sports entertainment, with the WWE, uh, with so many other superstars living here. Um, that, that, that's one that, that naturally we're going to pursue again here in the near future and, and one that has always been our white whale of sorts and, uh, and, and one that we'd love to see our community finally get a chance to experience, especially after how we just got so close to it. Rob Higgins, thank you for all you do for this community. And here's hoping you get that Super Bowl 55 here and it goes off without a hitch. Well, that's the plan, Alan. Thanks for all you've done for, for team Tampa Bay over the years. I've known you for, for quite some time and you're, an icon around the sports media here, and we're, we're lucky to have you, and, and uh, you got a great podcast going. All right. Thank you so much, Rob. Thanks, Al. Rob Higgins from the Tampa Bay Sports Commission talking about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55, the biggest football game of the year. It's coming here to Tampa Bay, and he says that the NFL will get this thing going, and we will have. Who knows? Maybe even with the Bucks in that Super Bowl, everything will go off without a problem. Okay. Uh, you're watching the Alcat show brought to you by 
the Deck Bar and Grill at Isla del Sol. Lunch, dinner, you can relax on the water. You can have the best meals. You can have awesome drinks, enjoy live music, and again, enjoy that water all at the Deck Bar and Grill at Isla del Sol, the official sponsor of the Alcat Show. All right. I don't know about you, but the virus has put a few pounds on me. I've been lazy. I've been lethargic. I need some energy. And in recent weeks, I've noticed a friend of mine on Facebook, and she has this down. I've been watching her transform herself right before my eyes. I want to know what her secret is. And joining us, Lynn Knowles. And Lynn, you have looked incredible. What is it that you know that the rest of us do not know? Hey, Al, how are you? Thanks for having me tonight. Uh, I didn't know you were talking <laughs> me on Facebook, my friend, but that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, what do I have that no one else really has? Well, I'll tell you. Um, superior fuel source for your brain, my friend. Superior fuel source for your, for your brain and your body. Uh, something that was created for our elite Navy SEALs, our elite astronauts and athletes. It's available to us, the common folk now. I've been drinking ketones for about two and a half years, and it really has changed my life, Al. Um, really, you know, you hear that all the time, and I don't know about you, I was skeptical, you know, when I first found it, because you always hear things work, right? But I was watching other people transform, and I said, I want to try that. Uh, and what I've had has just been an amazing just journey over the last two and a half years. Not only have I dropped the, the weight that you're talking about, but what I have is, is my vitality back. I'm 57 years old, and I really didn't think that at 57 I was going to feel like I was 25 again. So what real areas has this helped you? Where have you really noticed a difference? Well, I mean... When people see me, of course, they notice that I've lost, it looks like I've lost 30 pounds, but you know, the body transforms differently. I've lost 17 pounds. So that was a noticeable difference. Um, but I have better skin. I have amazing energy. It, it kind of flows out of me every day. They call me the energizer bunny. I don't know if I like that term, but you know, the energy, um, the thing that's really great though, Al, is like focus. I don't know about you. Do you ever walk into a room and you think, what the heck did I come in here for? I don't know if that all ever happens to anyone else, but that was happening to me more than I, all the time, right? Right. right. <laughs> what are we doing here tonight? Right. <laughs> but the, the focus is back. Um, I've described it like, like a veil coming off of my head. Uh, the lights got brighter in the room and I didn't think that that was something that was going to continue, but it really has. So I wake up in the morning with vitality and energy. Instead of wanting to lay in bed for an extra hour, I hop out of bed. I'm ready to go for the day. And, and during this time of COVID and all of us being quarantined, you know, it's being called the quarantine 15, but that was back the first like six, eight weeks. Now it's probably like the quarantine 2025. 20, and, uh, you know, for me, I've been able to maintain my weight. Um, I've been able to, uh, enjoy my days and, you know, I have a better mood, um, the energy, the focus, the mood, the fat loss with muscle, muscle preservation as we're aging is so important, Al. And I know when you asked me about it, um, you know, I was just really happy to share it with you. I'm, I'm happy to share it with everyone. 
Okay. Now I'm going to confess something. Um, you gave this to me and I've been taking it for the last almost three days now. And I have to be very honest with you. I noticed today a huge difference. I had energy. I cleaned my place. Uh, my, my daughter can tell you, and I just felt so much better and I didn't feel bloated. I, uh, none of that stuff. So, uh, I am definitely on this stuff and, and I'm drinking oh, ketones. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. As we're speaking. So, uh, I'm going to put a challenge out there, uh, to the, um, web heads or what do we call them, Peter? The the Keckers. Okay. We're putting a challenge out there to the Keckers. If you want to do this with me, okay, what kind of weight do you have to lose? I'm sure that there's some COVID weight that you guys are looking to get rid of. Or if you just simply want to feel better, feel brighter, feel that you can uh, handle things a little bit easier and your brain is not in that fog, do this with me. Now, Lynn, is it this says a 10-day challenge, but you tell me that a 90-day challenge is really the way to do this. Well, it all depends on whatever someone's goals are. Um, but if you do have that COVID extra pounds that you're looking to lose, um, or maybe it, it isn't just because of COVID, you know, maybe you've been carrying that around for a little while. Um, yeah, 90 days. So I say take the challenge for 90 days. Uh, we're going to give you coaching. We're going to give you guidance, support through all of that. And you're going to look back 90 days from now, and you're going to not recognize yourself anymore. Now, I can't tell anyone how much they're going to lose in 90 days because every person is different. But we do customize plans. This is diet independent, which makes it amazing. Ketosis in 30 minutes from one serving. Ketosis is something people are hearing from the keto diet. Well, you don't have to do the keto diet to get all these great benefits. You can just drink one or two servings to a day and get all of those benefits we're talking about. Now, 90 days is what I definitely recommend for someone who has some fat loss goals. But if you're looking to just try this and maybe you're not ready for that 90 day challenge, we do a 10 day challenge and that 10 day challenge is also available. I know you're going to get like you've been drinking it three days. You said you've had some amazing energy and absolutely some focus feel that and also appetite suppression people don't crave carbs and sugar and when that happens i'll tell you the pounds fall off well again do this with me you will be able to see my progress every tuesday night right here on the alcat show brought to you by the deck uh, you'll be able to see how I'm starting to come along. And again, after three days, I see a difference. So if some of our keckers, uh, if some of our keckers are interested in, in talking to you about this or ordering this, what can they do? Well, I can tell you right now, they can, if everybody grabs a pen, give you a second to grab a pen. Would love are for you to text. We're putting Al it on. Keck. Maybe now. we should say keckers. <laughs> You put it on the screen, great. Text Alkeck to 727-641-4284. You're going to get me personally. I've uh, just personally worked with maybe over a 1,000 people. And, and Al, you know that my husband's a former Major League Baseball player, and he's been drinking this for two years. And I'll tell you, the guy says, I wish I would have had this when I was playing because I would still be playing. 
if I had had this back then. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm here for people. Um, this has become a, a life's mission for me to help people find better. I'm in the pursuit of better. I want to help everyone be in the pursuit of better. All right. Your husband is uh, the former Washington Senators and Oakland A's pitcher, Daryl Knowles, who has also been a coach with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays over the years. And so uh, he is going strong at his age, uh, thanks to this product. So again, text my name to that number and Lynn will get a hold of you and do this with me. So I, you know, I would not bring this to you if I didn't honestly believe it's absolutely worth it. Lynn, thanks for joining us. And in advance, thank you for making me look even hotter. <laughs> you look great now, but let's look at you in 90 days. Folks, take a picture now. He's going to be transforming in front of you, and I'll be here to help guide and support all of you along the way. All right, Lynn Knowles, thank you so much. We will be hearing from Lynn here in the next few weeks as uh, she is guiding me on my quest to drop this COVID weight. Thank you very much, Lynn Knowles. All right, uh, no doubt that anytime you watch a Bucks game, you will see our next guest. The TV cameras always seem to find him in the crowd. We're talking big, nasty. You know him. You love him. You've seen him. He is a Hall of Famer as a fan. Physically, Keith Kunzik is about as big as any of the Bucketeers, and the only thing bigger just may be his smile. Joining us, shall we say, the ultimate Buccaneers fan. Uh, Big Nasty, although today he's Keith. Uh, Keith and Big Nasty, let's get right into things. How did you come up with the idea to go to games in makeup? Wow, man, when you think about how long it's been, I mean, I can remember how it started. My uh, brother broke up with his girlfriend, and he was down in the dumps, and, you know, back in the old uh, sombrero, you know, used to get pretty hot. Right. And uh, I said, man, let's paint our face. Now, Al, you've been around a long time. This is when people wore bags over their heads. You remember those days? There was no face painters back yeah. then. So we were the only two morons in the entire Tampa Stadium that were doing it that day. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to cheer him up because he was down and it was the Packers and the Bucks when we were called the Battle of the Pigs. Remember? Not the Bay. Yeah. Bays, the yeah. And, uh, uh, with me and my brother will never forget it. We must have took uh, a million pictures that day because Packer fans travel well. You know what I right. mean? Mm -hmm. And um, the neat part about it is we noticed that uh, we had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, we just started doing it only for the Packer games originally. And then uh, got lucky to get inducted into the Hall of Fame, not once, but twice now uh, in 2001. So, that was the one with Visa, and then four just last year. Um, how many people could say you're a two-time Hall of Famer? That's pretty cool. That's uh, that is really cool. All right, now the obvious question: How'd you come up with that particular makeup, and how long does it take to get ready for a game? You know, it's funny. It's like evolution, right? I remember the first time, that very first day, me and my brother. I, I remember I looked like a giant orange pumpkin. And I used that uh, cream stuff, like Halloween costume, and it stained my face. I'll oh never my. forget it. Oh, yeah. I looked like I had to go in. It looked like a bad tan, like a spray-on tan before that was even out back then. 
Um, so it was like, oh boy. So over the years, I started noticing things, you know, like uh, instead of changing it up all the time, I said, do something that's more consistent so people recognize you. And uh, I can't, I like Gene Simmons, so I use a little bit of that. But then I like the Wisconsin Badger W, and I always said that was for win. So I ended up incorporating that on both sides of the face. And, you know, now it's like, you know, it's second nature, easy to put on now. What was the Buccaneers reaction? How long did it take for the franchise to notice and start to pull you in and do things with you? Wow, it's funny you say that because, you know, it wasn't always welcoming. I'm not going to lie. I remember, yeah, I could tell you it was, um, you know, because they never had anything like that. You know, I mean, you got a psycho paint in the face. They didn't have that. And um, I remember when I got the, in 2001, I got into the hall and WTOG did uh, some media on us. And my wife had called Reggie Roberts and said, Hey, uh, you know, just wanted to say thanks from the Bucks, and, you know, my, my, my husband being in the hall and he had no clue what I was talking about. He was the uh, communications director. Or Absolutely. Something. Sure. Yeah. And, um, but then it, it started evolving, but you know, paint your face and acting like an idiot doesn't get you noticed. What gets you noticed is when you've done it on a consistent basis, you give back to the Tampa Bay community and you make a positive influence on with people on game day. And uh, the Bucks have obviously noticed that me and Brian Ford are very close friends now. And I'll tell you right now, he's a big reason why the Buccaneers, I guess you could say service uh, is a one in my book. Um, the way they handle the fans, even in this pandemic, uh, I, I think it's phenomenal the way they're handling. I mean, how many uh, how many COOs actually call you on your birthday to say happy birthday? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's great. That really is. Now, with that, how much are you involved with them now on a regular basis? Well, I got to tell you, a lot. Um, and, you know, over the years, you know, we've done a lot of things with players like Jameis Winston's camp because we have a Drugs Are Nasty program where we go out and talk to the kids about drug prevention. And um, that has evolved into it. But, you know, the biggest honor for me was last year when uh, the Buccaneers approached me telling me about this Ford thing. And I have heard about it. Because uh, I have a friend of mine named Barrowman that got in last year, and, and this was the induction into the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, and it's more of a larger scale, a lot larger scale uh, than the visa, not diminishing that in any way. But, I mean, you get a ring, you get a yellow jacket, or not a yellow, a blue jacket, but you're at the yellow jacket ceremony. All this got put off till 2021 now because of the pandemic. But they took me to the Super Bowl. I got to go to um, Merlin Olson's uh, uh, Hall of Fame's um, luncheon. And that was unbelievable. You talk about being Joe Green's. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Warren Sapp and me hit it off. We always do. He, he, he cracks me up. I got to meet Larry Zonka. I mean, a bunch. I can go on and on. But, uh, yeah, it was the biggest honor for me was not just getting in the hall you know, from Ford, I think it was more of the Buccaneers coming up to me and saying, hey, we want to put you up for this. And then they backed me on their media outlets. And I mean, it was amazing. Um, and now, you know, the Buccaneers are a small market compared to the Dallas Cowboys or the 
Oakland Raiders, and we had some stiff competition. And uh, to be in that small market and, and actually come through with the votes, I got to thank everybody in Tampa Bay and NFL land that got me voted in. It was amazing. Now, from starting from trying to cheer your brother up to making the Hall of Fame, did you have any idea when you started? I see you shaking your head. Did you have any yeah. idea what turned into this? Yeah, I mean, that first day, me and my brother must have downed about 50 beers, for God's sakes. I mean, it had nothing to do with what it's evolved into. You, you, you don't go into it looking to get yourself on TV or any of that. You go there just to have fun, right? And I always told myself, the day it's not fun anymore is the day Big Nasty's going to retire. So, uh, and I'm still having a ball with it. You know, uh, you know, the charity stuff really gets near and dear to my heart. Uh, who would ever believe a clown named Big Nasty would be able to raise money for kids, you know? Uh, you know, that's what it really comes down to. I know you have a big event coming up. Now, it's wheelchairs for kids. Tell us about that. Yes. Uh, I actually got approached uh, from Madeline from Wheelchairs for Kids, and she said, hey, we want to put you up for this, and we have some friends of ours named the Farrells, uh, you know, that have a lot of entrepreneurship down in Pasco County. And they had said to me, um, hey, you know, it's a good organization. And, you know, she had me after she started explaining about the kids and supplying kids with uh, wheelchairs. But then she said uh, they were down 70% in donations for uh, this pandemic. And it makes perfectly good sense. They can't have the events. Um, so I was like, hey, count me in. I'll do the best I can. So, uh yeah, it's pretty neat. You go in, you, you donate some uh, monies. They got a goal up there. I think it's 3000 I think we're halfway there now. But we got six days left. So I, I definitely don't want to go empty-handed. I want to make sure that we get we hit our goal. And uh, anybody, I don't care if it's a dollar, five bucks, 20 bucks, give up a coffee for the day and help these kids out because it, it's very important. Well, how do you donate? Give us that information. Well, what you do is uh, if you go to Facebook, Keith Kunzig, K-E-I-T-H-K-U-N-Z-I-G, uh, you'll be able to see um, a link that wheelchairsforkids.org, and it'll go right to the uh, donation page where you can make it easily uh, uh, easily done for you so you don't have to go searching for things. All right. How different is Keith from Big Nasty? Oh, boy. Um there's a lot of things that are different and there's a lot of things that are the same. You know, uh, everybody looks at the big guy as Keith and they go, Oh man, that's a big man. Uh, but I, you know, I'm very humble. I'm a very kind person, but you know, I also love the, you know, I'll stick up for my family and I'm a fighter for things that are wrong. So, um, I, one people, people can tell you is you're a friend of mine and I'm very loyal and I back my friends all the way. And it's big, nasty, you know, Let's face it, you know, you're not cursing as big nasty. <laughs> you, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got it. It's it's humble pie. Even when you got what I call the, I go the people that over drink and they're hanging all over you and, and want pictures. And some people could be rude, but you got to be kind. You got to smile or in my case, stick your tongue out and make a mean face. To take a photo for God's sakes. <laughs> all right, friends and family. Do they see you now as Keith or do they see you as Big Nasty? You know, it, you know that, that's kind of weird, too. My, my wife and daughter are like, 
okay, been there, done that, dad. Like, you know, when you've done it 30 plus years and you're, you're seeing yourself on NFL network and everything, and I still go, Hey, and my wife and daughter will go, eh, you're always <laughs> on it. You know, like they take it for granted, but I don't know. It, it, like I said, it's very humbling. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's, you get the notoriety. I think I want to be mostly remembered as big, nasty and Keith of what I did for the community, what I've done for giving back to people and just being a good person. Give us a story. I'm sure you've got a great story. I'm sure you have several, but give us your favorite story about being at a game or being on the road or being at the Super Bowl or some that really kind of pulls all this together. Uh, so many over the years, Al. And, you know, there's some crazy times. Um, okay. Uh, this was funny. This was funny. You know, like I say, it's an evolution, right? You're, you're always changing game day attire, trying to keep yourself looking sharp. And uh, I bought uh, online one time um, Middleton's football pants because they were only pants that could fit me back when I was 426 pounds. And uh, I ended up getting them all customized and everything. And I'll never forget. It. I'm so proud. I'm at the Super Bowl with them on. I'm walking around downtown. Because, uh, again, not a lot of face painters at the Super Bowl, but a lot of Raider fans that were painted up, right? So <laughs> we were kind of an elite. And uh, I remember Aaron Stecker coming up to me, and he goes, hey, Big Nasty. Didn't even recognize because, you know, he's playing incognito uh, with the fans. He didn't want everybody to know he was out there. And Aaron goes, Nasty, do me a favor, bro. Ditch the pants. <laughs> he says the pants. It, it ain't doing you justice, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> I, was, I wore those pants since. And it's funny as hell. But it, it was just a neat thing where you get interaction with players. Um, you know, there's some great memories, too. Uh, you know, Warren is a, a, a great guy that, you know, you know, a lot of people like and a lot of people dislike. But uh, I've always had great memories with Warren. He, he's, a, he, he's something else, man. He, he definitely will make you laugh every time. Do you ever get tired of it? Um, that heat is getting hotter. And I don't know if it's me because I'm getting older, but uh, I think it's getting hotter outside, too. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just me. But uh, I remember I had Sean Young, and he came down. He's the Eagle fan. Uh, everybody knows him from booing McNabb when he got in the draft. Uh, he's a painted face guy, great guy. He's a Hall of Famer for the Eagles. And he came and visited. We're on the field and near the thermometer, you know, where they had a thermometer uh, on the sidelines. Uh, we were both on the field and looked at it, and it said 120 degrees. Oh. And I'm sitting here, and I'm going, holy moly. And I, you can hardly breathe. It's so hot. And all we're doing is standing there. So I still, to this day, I still cannot believe they played that football game and how those guys weren't dropping like flies. But I guess it went down as one of the hottest games in NFL, or not NFL history, but Buccaneer history. Mm. So, yeah, it gets tough, but you know what? You persevere. You know, you get the kid that calls you one day uh, from a hospital and wants to see you. That's what keeps you going, man. It's stuff like that. Are you going to be, even with this pandemic, have the Bucs said, you're in this game. You are going to be in our home stadium no matter what. Well, you know, it's funny. I had a conversation with my ticket rep yesterday 
And, you know, they're doing the whole thing where season ticket holders are being credited for 2021. But from what you told me, the first eight rows are going to be vacated. Well, I'm a front row guy, Mm -hmm. you know, so and I also do the charities on the front row, uh, you know, when they go nasty for a day when I take them for the games. And obviously we have to put all that off this year, which is unfortunate. Um, But, you know, what I don't know what's going to take place because none of us know what's going to be available for seats and availability. But uh, don't think I'm not thinking about doing some seats in the club level with that AEC this year, since uh, unfortunately I won't have any charity people that I got to take care of, you know, as far as on game day. But, you know, we'll see. Um, You know, don't get me wrong. You know, the TV behind me looks good, too. Sitting in the pool watching the game doesn't sound bad either. But Uh, uh, Yeah, it's the only way to go, bud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but on the other hand, there's nothing like camaraderie with the fans. Uh, that's really the game day experience. Uh, you can watch it all you want on TV, but it's not the same. And I pray and I hope they get a cure soon. That would be great. And let's get back to normalcy and uh, let's root on our bucks, baby. All right. Big Nasty and Keith, I want you to enjoy the rest of your day. Hit that pool. And thanks so much for joining us and stay healthy. God bless you. You know, you're a legend in my eyes and everybody in Tampa Bay. Like I told you, you're up with the Hardys and the Griffins. There's only three. I call you almost like the Mount Rushmore of the best sportscasters in Tampa Bay history. God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Keith. All right. The Big Nasty, the Hall of Famer, the Hall of Fame fan. Uh, Great talking with him. And believe me, if there's anybody that's really ready or wants to get ready for this football season, it is the big nasty. All right. Now to our producer, Peter Blake, we're at the Peter Blake studios, Peter, what have the uh, Keckers had to say so far? Well, we got an update here. Oh, we have an update. The Tampa Bay lightning have beaten the Columbus blue jackets three to two in a fifth overtime, over 150 combined shots Mm. in this game. The first win for the Tampa Bay lightning since 2018, in the now, playoffs. Yes, in the yeah. playoffs. If you remember, they got swept last year by That's the, right, by the Columbus. Columbus. Right. Yeah. So they take game one in a overtime thriller that looked like it was never going to end. You know, I unbelievable. Was, I was watching this, I was watching the game in the third period mm-hmm. and watched it to about the end of the fourth before I came over here. It, it was wild. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we'll go out to the Keckers here. Uh bring the knowledge, Mr. Al. Uh, people are talking about Yash says lightning and the fifth overtime. Everybody watching the lightning game tonight. Christopher Cole says, Hey, I'm watching the lightning game. Fifth overtime still going. Uh, this is a crazy game. Uh, Yash says, who cares about the PAC 12 or big 10? The champion was going to be from the ACC or SEC. Do you agree with that? Um, I would think common sense would say that one of those now really from the big, 10, the, uh, the the big school that everyone would look at, obviously, would be Ohio State. Right. But I would think, you know, Clemson right now in the ACC, obviously, you know, Alabama and somebody from someone else from the SEC, maybe a Georgia, uh, if they can find their quarterback. Uh, I would think that our national champion, if it ever gets to that point again before 2021, it would be from the SEC or the ACC. Uh, let's go out to Johnny Dean, the professor. It seems odd to me. WrestleMania has never been 
and Ray J before. Of course, this was their year. It got postponed. So it's always good to hear Rob Higgins say he's going to try to get it. Everybody going crazy. Cedric Robinson, who has tried to log in a couple times from the deck. One of your sponsors, one of the, one of the main sponsors here, Keith says, go Warriors. Uh, Rob Thompson says, definitely a great friend. And Christopher Cole says, I went to wrestle, or excuse me, I went to a water skiing event for wheelchairs for kids and got to water ski. So good stuff. And then this comment here about your weight loss challenge, Johnny Dean, the professor, one of your favorite keckers. I don't need weight loss, but I certainly need to feel better. I'm up to try anything. Johnny Dean, here you go. Text my name to 727-641-4284. Lynn will help you. She's helping me. And believe me, after three days, I can't tell you how much better I feel. It really, really, it's done that for me. So do this with me. I'm doing a 90-day challenge. I'd love to do this with you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Peter Blake. Any more? Uh, absolutely. Back to the Tampa Bay Sports Talk legend right here. 40 years of sports broadcasting experience. WTSP Channel 10, WFTS Channel 28. Mr. Al Keck, back to you, buddy. And after more of this, I will finally be able to live up to that billing. All right. Joining us now, a man that when he was a little boy, I would call him the big nasty but it has absolutely nothing to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kyle Keck, my man. What Kyle. an intro. Yeah, there you go. What an intro. I don't know if I can live up to, to the Big Nasty. Uh, speaking of Big Nasty, I know he's one of our, you know, for Tampa Bay, probably one of the most beloved people in all of Tampa Bay, but I think he's got a big rival now in Braden Point after scoring that goal to end <laughs> what might have been an entire series in one game. Yes, Absolutely. And especially when you consider the fact that Columbus had taken four straight from the Lightning last year in the playoffs. And now, you know, 150 shots on goal and only five goals in the entire game. And you have to go well into the fifth overtime in order to get that win. You know, it's one thing, you know, the good news is you get that win. The even better news is you didn't lose that game and have yep. to come back here in a couple of days. Yeah, no kidding. And and that wasn't the first overtime game for either of these teams. They've had plenty of them coming into the playoffs. So we'll see how these guys' bodies will heal up. I mean, we all know playoff hockey is is an absolute gauntlet. These guys are ready for that. They live for it. But uh, let's go into some NFL talk. Uh, starting, we had, we had some interesting news today uh, coming out with the Cowboys, uh, coming from Adam Schefter. The Cowboys players, uh, there's a large number of their players that are creating a virtual bubble uh, before that they start on-field practices so they can get things ready to go before they hit the field. They've got a lot of players that are starting to check into the Omni Hotel, which is just right across from their facilities. So they're going to start creating their own type of, you know, NBA kind of bubble that we've been seeing, an NHL bubble, by uh, having the virtual uh, thing that they have going on. But then also they're all going to try to stay all together in the same hotel right across from the facilities uh, to, you know, eliminate any sort of these, the errors that could go on outside of the facilities with the coronavirus going on. Uh, so the Cowboys are doing that. And the only other team that is implementing anything like that, where the players are, uh, are organizing it are the saints. So we got the Cowboys and saints that are both kind of implementing their own type of bubble. Um, from there, we've got uh, something that happened last week with the Oakland Raiders, our beloved John Gruden, 
uh, John Gruden called the team meeting uh, at training camp. They had the whole team there in the in the room, um, and it, and in his own John Gruden way, the in his own words, he he wants to crush the coronavirus uh, at training camp. So in his own unique way, he had his assistant coach walk into the meeting and alert and notify the entire team that John Gruden had contracted the coronavirus and that he was in critical condition in the hospital, which obviously was not true. And all the players, they all were taken back. They're like, you know, they're freaking out. Their head coach, uh, you know, was in critical condition with COVID. And after, the, you know, they didn't let it go on for too long. The assistant coach let them know that, you know, it wasn't actually true. And then in walks John Gruden. And, and he did this not to make a joke out of anything, but to show these guys that, hey, this virus is real. It doesn't discriminate from anybody. It, it's, it's going after anybody on our team, staff, players, uh, front office people. He wanted to show how serious this was and how quickly it could attack and ruin, ruin what they have going on in a season. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, you know, leave it to John Gruden to, to drop a bomb like that on his team uh, at training camp. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, believe me, give the Raiders another five years and if you tell that story, um, they won't bat an eye <laughs> because no. you'll get on their nerves. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and there you go. You yeah. know, the best, I mean, maybe this isn't, uh, well, this story is not that bad. When I was in college, I went to Washington State. And the head football coach at Washington State was a guy named Jackie Sherrill. Jackie Sherrill, who ended up uh, coaching at Pittsburgh and coaching at Mississippi State and Texas A&M, and they were getting ready to play USC, which Washington State playing USC is not exactly the uh, easiest matchup for Washington State. So Cheryl's on the field talking to the team, and some guy runs on the field in a Trojan outfit for USC, okay? And Jackie Cheryl pulls out a gun and shoots him. Okay. Well, it was a track, it was a track pistol. Yeah. Uh, you know, just fired blanks, but the guy goes down and same type of thing. You know, the entire team is just, you know, completely speechless. And so that was his way to get the Cougars wild up in that game. And they ended up losing First college game played in the kingdom, by the way. Uh, they lost to USC. I think it was by 10. Uh, Ricky Bell ran for like 342 yards against the coup. <laughs> it seems like everybody does lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, some other NFL news that we found out today. The NFL lifted uh, the prohibited um, player tryouts. So the, the NFL and state uh, – instituted a rule where you know going into training camp during the whole COVID thing uh teams could not bring in players uh couldn't even bring guys off the street you know for for tryouts anything like that uh so they have lifted that uh, effective immediately so teams can now bring in anybody that they want for tryouts to, to or to do a workout for any uh positions that they may be light on um or anything like that and uh you know Ian Rappaport tweeted that out, and uh, Des Bryant, of all people, retweets it and says, oh, yeah. So Des Bryant is out there still still trying to find uh, a team that can give him another shot. Um, some really exciting stuff for Bucks fans. The Buccaneers announced today that starting uh, August 17th, 
they'll go 14 straight days where they will stream training camp live on their websites for free. So this is even better than preseason. I mean, (laughs) I'd much rather watch training camp all day, you know, live stream uh, by the Buccaneers, especially with what they have going on over there, uh, than watch any other preseason game. No kidding, because then you can really get an idea of what Tom Brady can do with this offense and with those receivers. Now, we won't be the only ones watching this. Right. I have a feeling the Saints are going to be watching some of this as well. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, we can expect that, you know, the Bucks aren't going to show everything. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll be sure to hide a few things, uh, but it will be great for the fans. I thought that was an awesome thing for the Buccaneers to do that, give the people what they want with football coming soon. And, uh, and again, you know, now that football season is starting up and we all love our Tuesday nights on the Al Keck Show, but Tuesday nights now, starting tonight, are going to get a little more interesting for football fans. You know what's happening tonight? I do. It is on HBO, right? Am I right? Hard Knocks, baby. Hard Knocks. Football yeah. is back. Officially Char- back. So we've got the LA Chargers and the LA Rams are going to feature both of them. So we'll get to see the likes of Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, Sean McVay, Jalen Ramsey, who might be the most interesting guy to watch. Uh, and then on the Chargers side, you know, we've got Mike Evans' favorite guy, Keenan Allen, that we can key in on and watch. Um, uh, Justin Herbert, the QB situation with uh, with the Chargers. So, you know, I always like I always get extra excited when Hard Knocks starts up because it means football is officially back. Absolutely, my man. Thank you so very much. We need to get you out of here so that you can watch the first <laughs> of Hard Knocks. Thanks again. Absolutely. All right, we will see you next week. Now, I close every podcast with a story from my years covering sports all over the country. And tonight, since we were talking about the Super Bowl, I want to talk about. My very first Super Bowl that I covered, I was in San Diego. It was Washington against Denver, and it was just a few months before I left San Diego to come out here to Tampa. Now, even back then, it was the biggest sporting event in the world, but still completely different than what it is today. But the big thrill for me, this was the first time that I could fly my dad into this game. And you know, as a son, you want to be able to do something cool for your dad. And so I flew him in for Super Bowl week to spend time with me. All right. So he flies in and he was at a point in his life to where he didn't want to go a whole lot of places. He wanted to go to the game and basically that was it. So this one night, again, this is long before the days of cell phones or anything like that. Um, I, you know, I told him let's go to dinner tonight, but what you have to do after I'm done with the early show and my Super Bowl coverage, I'll come back to the station and meet me and we will go out to dinner. Okay. So what we did was he drove me to work and I knew he could handle this because all you had to do when you drive me to work, you leave my complex You take a left, you get on the freeway, and then you're on it for about 20 minutes, and you see the station right there on the right-hand side, and you know you're there. I knew my dad could handle that. So he drops me off at work. I tell him, see at 7 o'clock, we'll go to dinner. Well, 7 o'clock comes, and again, no cell phones, no anything. My dad's not there. 7.30, dad not there. 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, dad's still not there. 10 o'clock, dad is still not there. I got to do my 11 o'clock show, and I'm worried to death Because again, no cell phones. I haven't heard from my dad. Finally, at 1030, I get a phone call from the California Highway Patrol.
Patrol. It seems that dad had a little bit of fun in the afternoon. And instead of taking a left to get on the freeway, he took a right. So instead of heading west, he went east. And two hours later, uh, he was in Palm Springs and driving a little slow uh, on the freeway. So they brought him in. They called me. Uh, I'm now minutes away from going on the air with my show. And I'm thinking, how am I going to get him? And my then girlfriend at the time says, I'll go get him. I'll go get him, bring him, bring him back. So she drives two hours there and two hours back to get my dad. Now, the very first time my dad met my then girlfriend was when she bailed him out of jail. All right. Uh, she would then become my wife and my dad and my wife had a very <laughs> special connection. If you know what I mean and you understand that. All right. I want to thank the deck bar and grill Cedric Robinson. You are the best. Good luck this week and have a great week. I'll be out there sometime this week. Rob Higgins of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. Lynn Knowles. If Lynn can make me look and feel better, she can do the same thing for you. Johnny Dean, call that number and text that number and do this challenge with me. We'll all feel better. Big Nasty, Kyle Keck, my producer, Peter Blake, of course, Keith Larson and Bucks Report. And once again, the Alkeck Show is brought to you by the Deck Bar and Grill at Isla del Sol. Check it out this week. I'll see you next week. I'm Al Keck. Stay safe and stay healthy.